Hi everyone, welcome to They Had Fun. I'm Rachel and I am back with another amazing story about New York City. I'm just gonna go for it. I'm gonna come right off the bat. You guys know I never do this and even though I feel gross and I don't want to, I'm gonna say it. Guys, can you please rate, review, like, anything just like that if you enjoy the show. I think this is the third time in five seasons I have ever asked for something like this. I don't like it. I need to get over that. But here I am asking you, please leave us a review. Five stars only. I please, I don't, can't handle anything less than that. You know I will fall to pieces. <laughs> but I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about this guy, talking about like growth on your podcast and all these things you're not technically supposed to care about. But we all know we do secretly. And he was saying that he had this idea when he first started doing his podcast was to ask people who are listening, if you're listening to this right now and you like it, please go text a friend that you think would like it too in this moment and ask them to listen to the show. So I thought, well, first of all, it's a great idea. So if you are listening to They Had Fun right now in this moment and you enjoy this podcast and you are obsessed with New York City, please text your other friends who love New York City too and tell them there is this podcast you would love. There's such great stories. The guests are amazing. I believe all of those things. It has nothing to do with me. We know that it has everything to do with amazing New Yorkers that come on the show week after week. There it was, guys. I got it out of my system. Maybe I'll come back to you in season eight. Let's get into our Rachel's Rex for this week. As we know, it is budget month and we know why. It is budget month because I have been having a little too much fun, but I must continue all sorts of fun. So let's get into these. I think you guys are going to like these ones. I've got two that are right near each other. We're going to go two in the same neighborhood, bust them out at the same time. It's a perfect pairing. First up, okay, I don't understand the name of this place. Maybe it's something above me that I'm not getting, but it's called Nudie Branch. There you have it. It's in the East Village. It's right at St. Mark's Ave. I had been wanting to check this happy hour out for a while because not only is it a great happy hour, not only is it slightly nice but great pricing, it also happens to run on Saturdays. That's just amazing. Okay, so it goes till 7 o'clock on Saturdays. I made it there this Saturday by like 6.45. So kind, so lovely. Everyone working there was just, I cannot put this into words. You know when you just walk into an establishment in New York City and you're like, they got it. This is hospitality. This is service. The man working the bar, I feel so bad I cannot remember his name. I think it was Thomas, I don't know, Edward, something like that. Wonderful. Truly so lovely. I sat down. I was like, oh, I'm kind of between this cocktail, the bee's knees, or should I just go glass of cava? He immediately is like, listen, the bee's knees is excellent. Why don't you start with that? You can always move to wine afterwards. And I was like, okay, great idea. So I get the bee's knees. It's delicious. It's wonderful. What do you think he does? Like no less than 10 minutes later, brings me over a little glass of cava. And he was like, you know, you were talking about it. I thought you'd love to have it. I mean, how great and lovely is that? So that's just like wonderful as it is. Then it just turns into this, as it always does, New York City night and moment where I'm sitting at the bar, I start talking to a girl at the bar. Turns out she knows one of the owners or is like related to them. We start chatting. Then her friend from home comes in. They're originally from Long Island. This guy is like a tornado. And I just loved every single minute of it. He was like riotous. He was like getting espresso martinis at 6.30. He was doing it all. He was just like a huge huge personality. His fiance came a little bit later. This girl's boyfriend came a little bit later. A friend came. I just, you know, absorbed myself into them. They were so fun. We were just chatting. This is my favorite thing about sitting at the bar in New York City by yourself. My husband was out of town, so I was doing this all alone and it was fabulous. I just started talking to all these people and having the best time and they were just so fun. And then best of all, completely unplanned and unintentional, 
this guy bought my round of drinks for me. So it was absolutely perfect for budget month because I didn't spend any money. It was so great. I had the best time. Now, listen, I didn't try any of the food. I will go back. The bartender who was so lovely was like, Rachel, you have to come back and see us again. And I was like, I can guarantee you I will be back here with my husband. I had such a blast. Drinks were excellent. I will be back to try the food. Go check out a nudie branch. I got to get to the bottom of what that name is about. Okay. Next up, let's get to number two, because after having a couple of drinks with my new friends and they sat down and had their dinner, I decided it was time for me to go have some dinner of my own. And I was going to go check out a place that I had had saved for a while. And it is only right up the street at First Ave and the corner of 12th Street. So you can just walk a few blocks north. And that is Sao Mai, Vietnamese restaurant right in the heart of the East Village. Walked right in, table for one, bam, sat down, delicious vegetarian pho. I think my pho was like 15 bucks. I got a beer to go with it. I'm thinking all in. We have tax and tip, 30 bucks, great meal. It's just that time of year where you want that warm, comforting pho broth filled with veggies, packed with rice noodles. I, of course, made mine extra spicy with a bunch of jalapeno slices. Just comforting, delicious, cheap eats in the East Village. Put these two together. What a night you could have. Maybe this is a date. Maybe this is being out with friends. Or maybe it is just you sad and alone, just like me, meeting a bunch of great new people in New York City. It was just, it was a blast. It was great. Like, well, I just think, and then I went out after that and blah, 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 whatever. We don't need to get into all that. It's just, New York City truly is so fucking fun. I don't know what else to say. It, it is it is just the place for me, okay? Those are my Rachel's Rex. I gave you my plea at the beginning to rate and review. So let's go ahead and get into my guest today because this is a big one because I can't believe I got him because he is so great and so kind and so fun. He is a filmmaker. He is a New Yorker. Most importantly, he happens to be the host of Public Opinion. And if you are as obsessed with New York City as I am, I am sure you have seen it. He is out on the streets talking to New Yorkers day in and day out. Please welcome to the show, Jack Coyne. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I am so excited to talk to you. I mean, right out the bat, let's just get going with it. Public opinion, obviously, one reason why I reached out to you. These videos are so informative, fun, light. You bring a great energy. I think a lot of times people can get sort of, you know, maybe a little annoyed with the man on the street things or, or things like that. But there's so much sincerity and like heart and you love talking to the people that they're addictive. And I just think they're great. And I, I guess I'm just wondering, how did public opinion come up? Where did you get the idea to like quiz New Yorkers about their own town? Wow. That was a, such a nice intro to the show. Thank you so much. <laughs> so complimentary. We started Public Opinion last July. We started the show Public Opinion, but Public Opinion is really my company uh, that I started with my brother and another friend. And it's a production company and we do creative services and make commercials and stuff like that. It's all like video related stuff. We started the company with the idea of we'll create this video agency and then on the side, we'll spin up like little shows and stuff like that because we think we have some cool ideas. We called the company Public Opinion very much with the idea of we were going to talk to people and talk to New Yorkers on the street. So we started the company, we start making commercials, we move into this office, everything's going great, and we're not making anything. We're not making anything for fun. We're just making stuff for clients. Oh, no. And so one day, two months in, I'm like, guys, we started this company so we could make videos and our own shows. Like, we have to go do it. Okay, let's go. Let's get the camera. Let's go outside. We walked outside and we had the microphones and the camera. And I'm standing there and I'm like, so how do I like talk to people? <laughs> <laughs> and we're like looking at each other like, uh, I like look, look at that guy over there, that older guy, like you should talk to him. And I'm like, hey, like, can I like 
interview you? And he's like, sure. What's up? And I'm like, uh, what's up with you? And he's like, nothing. I'm just, why are you talking to me? I'm like, uh, just want to know about you, I guess. Like, I didn't have any idea. Like, it was, <laughs> I realized very quickly, you have to have a reason to talk to somebody. Yes. So we went back to the drawing board. And we said, what's what's an idea? How can we get people to talk to us? How can we like create a framing device for having these conversations? And it just kind of came to me in a flash. Okay, let's do trivia questions. Let's make it a game show. Let's give people cash prizes because money talks, money gets people to talk. <laughs> and then let's hold up a sign. So we have this sign that says like New York City Trivia, win $100. And as soon as we wrote, I wrote that sign and we brought it out, it was like the exact opposite of the first time going on the street. People were flocking to us. What is this? I want to play this game. Let me be a part of this. And we realized that like having that sort of structure, it gave us like a reason to talk to people. And then the game became less like it's really hard to find people. It's, it was easy to find people to talk to us. It was kind of finding the right people and identifying who are real New Yorkers, who are going to be able to answer these questions that we're asking. I think that story is so interesting for two reasons in particular. One, a learning lesson to all of us that failure happens and to just keep going and see what else works and not just give up. And two, money really attracts people <laughs> to something. And I think that's great. And you've like found a way to work it out. I didn't know anything about the sign. I didn't know that's like how you draw people in, but I love watching people's reactions. I don't know if I'm the only one that does this, but I'm assuming that most people are like this. Every time I see a question and they get it wrong, I'm like, oh, I could have gotten that. Or if they get it right? I'm like, oh, I didn't know that one or something like that. But I think that just like watching them, people relate to them. People relate, I guess. Yeah. I imagine most of the people who watch have some, they either live in New York or they want to live in New York, or it's sort of like aspirational. Like I want to, I want to be the smartest New Yorker. I have the most knowledge. <laughs> I think that's probably one of the reasons that people watch. And then the other reason is just like, you get to meet all these characters. I'm kind of like trying to be the foil for the audience member. So it's really just like conversation with a random person that you get to meet. And then like, yeah, you get to ask these questions. But really what we're excited about is what happens in between the trivia questions. How can we learn about your life and your experiences here? Similar to what you're doing with this podcast. Uh, thank you very much for saying that. And I think you're right. Like that is exactly what's happening are those little moments where you're talking to the people. And again, not to just keep loading you with compliments here, but it, I really don't think it would work so well with any other host. And I know sometimes it's hard to hear that. Like a lot of times, like you're saying, and thank you. I feel similar about this podcast where I'm like, well, it has nothing to do with me and everything to do with the guests. And I just want to hear their stories. And I'm the facilitator of that but not in talking about me, but about you. Like I said, such a sincerity and energy in these videos that keeps people coming back. It could be the wrong attitude that would turn people off. Thank you very much. I guess when I when I told the story, it kind of sounded like, here's an idea. Let's do it like randomly. I love New York City and I love the history and I love learning about it. And I love sort of the way that this city functions. So that helps. Well, that also helps you in being the perfect guest for They Had Fun because an insatiable love of New York City qualifies you to be a guest. So why don't we get started with our normal round of questions, get started with number one, and that is when did you move to New York? I moved to New York in 1991 when I was born at St. Vincent's Hospital. <laughs> Hell yes. My, my, <laughs> my mom... You know, she just, she was here, so I was here. <laughs> she let it happen. I love, everyone knows, I love, love, love having native New Yorkers. It is a very big feather in my cap. So let's hear a little bit about you growing up here. Where did you grow up? Was it always the same neighborhood? Did you move about? What's the story? Yeah. 
when I was first came home from the hospital to go to the beginning of the story, <laughs> my parents lived in Chelsea on West 16th Street. Ooh. Yeah, we moved to the east side when I was four years old. We moved to uh, East 19th Street. And that's where I grew up. And that's where I spent my whole childhood, sort of around Stuyvesant Town, Gramercy Park, East Village. What a childhood in the late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, yeah. that must have been a time, the East Village. Were you like a hooligan who was going out and like getting into trouble or were you a little more straight laced? What were you doing? OK, so, yes, I mean, I was I was a hooligan. <laughs> um, Glad to hear it. I was def- definitely a troublemaker. Uh, I guess like just going back when I was younger, my parents bought this house on East 19th Street. And it was kind of like a risk. Like a lot of people were like, you should move to the suburbs or you should go to the Upper East Side or someplace. It wasn't as established, I guess. They bought, a. I don't even know why I'm saying this. It's maybe it's inappropriate. Sorry, mom. They bought a house for $700,000, a brownstone in New York City. So you're giving us the deets. So I'm giving you the details. So like to, to show you like what this, like people were like, eh, that's like how, you know how much housing houses cost in New York? Yeah. That's like in 1994, they were like, yeah, 19th Street. It's a little sketchy down there. And multiple times when I was a kid, the window got broken and the radio got taken out. So it was like, it was still that early 90s kind of New York, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, what's going on? Maybe there's some crime. Who knows? <laughs> but um, that was my childhood. But it was like, I was a little kid. I didn't know any better. We played sports. And people ask me, what's it like growing up in New York? Like, how do you do stuff? It was exactly the same, I guess, as growing up anywhere else. I don't know. There was like a little community that we played in the park. We did our thing. We walked to school. That was my childhood. And then when I got to high school, I definitely was like, I was like, I want to go out. I want to be out at night. I want to stay out late. I want to kind of get into trouble. You know how it is when you see like teenagers. Oh, yes. That was definitely me. I was like, you know, whatever allowance that I could scrounge with like 10 bucks, they'd be like, you got to take a cab. I'm like, yeah, I'll take a cab home. And I would take the subway and spend the money on like try and get a 40 or something like Beer in Central Park. I think that is a typical tale of all teenagers, but of course, you doing it on the subway is very different. I think a big takeaway from that is people are always like shitting on New York real estate. Even like now, people be like, it's too expensive. It's not worth it. And then it's always worth it. Just go ahead and do it like your parents. They were, I hear this story so many times of people being like, oh, like my parents didn't want me to come, or people didn't think it was a good idea, or like whatever. And I just am like firmly in the stance that it's always a good idea. And that you should just go for it. And like raising your kids here is such a good choice. I think people a lot of times decide to go elsewhere. And I'm glad to hear that your experience proves that. Yeah. Yeah. Believe in New York, invest in New York, you know, and I think that my parents definitely did that. They're also both from New York. So, oh my gosh, it's generational. Generational was hard for them to leave. And so are my, my grandparents are also from New York. Oh my gosh. Okay. We've got three generations. This, your parents sound so interesting. I'm glad they invested. I'm glad that they chose to stay. I mean, obviously you can tell the love of New York is running through your family, like for a very long time. But the second question is always, why did you move to New York? But I think for you and knowing this love that's here, like, why did you stay? Like, I don't know. Did you go to college somewhere and decide yeah. to come back? This is a question we often ask New York kids is you could have been like, this sucked. And now I need to go somewhere else and try a different town. But what brought you back or what kept you here? Well, first of all, it's just easy. Like when you graduate college and you move home and moving (laughs) home is like New York and all your friends are moving to New York and they have to like pay for NYU dorm for the summer or whatever kind of place that they're going to stay in. And like, I got to live at like my parents' house after I graduated college. So the one thing we don't often hear, why did you move to New York? It was really easy, but (laughs) it was honestly, it was easy. 
But like at that time, so I graduated college, I went to school in Connecticut and I got back. I had a job in the city working for this YouTube creator, Casey Neistat, big oh, New York yeah. City YouTube storyteller. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, I'm in it. I'm in New York. And I did that for six or seven years. And then I was like, eh, I'm kind of over New York. I want to leave. And I moved to LA. <gasps> Okay. Yeah. Mic drop moment. I moved to LA. This is the tale. This is the why did you move to New York? Because obviously you came back at some point. <laughs> this is the tale. I signed a one year lease and like seven months into the lease, the foundation of the building that I was living in cracked and like our apartment like started collapsing. And I was like, well, if this isn't a sign that I need to get out of here and go back home. <laughs> and I was like, I got to go back. So that's how I came back. I lasted like not even eight months. I think you're being maybe a little like easy or generous on yourself saying like, oh, it's because of the building. But like there's probably also was the heartbeat and the city and your family and all of these things. And that maybe was the like linchpin or the excuse for you to actually come back. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I wasn't sold on New York until the pandemic. <gasps> when that started and everyone left, it kind of became like a much smaller tight-knit community again. And I just kind of rediscovered my love for the city in that time period. Yeah, I think you're totally right. And I think a lot of us felt something like that of the true heart of New Yorkers. And, you know, there was obviously like a little bit of angst for those who were leaving. And it's like, don't leave. Like we were saying, like invest in New York, stay here. It's it's going to be worth it. And it's no surprise to me that something like that could really trigger the love and like the realization of, wait a minute, this is it. I mean, you know, we've talked about it a bunch. It was a shitty time. It was terrible. But there was a lot of good things that came out of it. And one of those things was reignited your passion for the town you grew up in, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it too. All right. Well, considering that you are a multi-generational New York loving family and that you have chosen to stay, I have to ask you the most important question of the show. And that is, Jack, what is the most fun you've ever had in New York City? So most fun two weeks ago, three weeks ago was my bachelor party. Oh my God. V extremely recent. Okay. That's great. Instead of going away somewhere and going on a trip or convincing people to fly, I was like, let's just have an epic day in New York. So I planned with my brother this day that was like, let's go back to the beginning. Started with, let's get a party bus. So the party bus picked us up at 1130 in the morning and we had a bunch of beers in there. And the first stop in the party bus was Aviator Sports, which is in near Floyd Bennett Park, like deep, almost by Rockaway. And there's this driving range and it's like the shittiest driving range in the world. <laughs> And it costs like it's it's like basically free. It's horrible condition. <laughs> and we were just out there just hitting balls, drinking beers. That was like the kind of the starter. I just already love where we're going with this, with the bus and everything. It's great. It was amazing. We're on the party bus. We're out there. We're deep in Queens. It's kind of chilly. People are like, what is this place? What are we doing here? So we go. We hit the balls. And then we went to from there to this place called Mill Basin Delicatessen. Ooh. Have you ever heard of it? Yes. Okay. Never been. So it's basically, it's kind of like Katz's. It's like an old Jewish deli and there's just hilarious characters. So we get out there, we get to this restaurant and all these guys are like, it's your bachelor party. Like, should we take our <laughs> clothes off for you? Like, I'm like, yes, do it. A really odd thought. But they were like, why are you here? Like, why did you come here? They did, didn't get it. And I was like, I just want to have an amazing New York day. Oh, I love it. And so we were just kind of walking around talking to everybody. And then we went from there, we went to this aqueduct racetrack which is the only horse racing track in new york city and it's basically in jfk like when you go there you're inside of like the jfk grounds and it's there's thousands of like dudes there there's basically no women in the whole place and there's thousands of dudes from every 
background, race, you can imagine people from all over New York City are there just like gambling on horse racing. And it was just so weird and different. And it felt like we were in this like kind of like a like a like a time capsule to a different place. It felt like we were in the 70s or something. So we're watching these horses. We got there late. We just got to watch one horse race, but it was like such crazy vibes. We got out back in the party bus, last stop, Coney Island. And it was one of those days in Coney Island where it's not like the summer where there's tons of people around. It was like chilly, barely anyone there. And we're walking around. We got the run of the place and we're just talking to everybody, bopping around, having great conversations, playing games. It's just like every single person that we encountered, we're like, let's talk to these people. And they're like, what are you guys doing? Why are you doing this bachelor party like in New York? I love everyone's like dubiousness of like, what, why, why would someone choose Everyone is very dubious. Like, what are you doing? Why would someone choose this? And I see this guy, I see a priest, a Catholic priest, because he's got the collar and he's walking with this woman, like towards the ocean on the boardwalk in Coney Island. And this is kind of the end of the day. And I'm like, I'm going to go get a blessing from this guy. So I go to the priest and I'm like, father, hello. And he's like, I don't speak English, but he had like the woman that he was with was like kind of translating. And I'm like, I'm getting married soon. This is my bachelor party. And he's like, oh, good. Congratulations. And I'm like, can I get a blessing? And he's like, of course. (laughs) And he just does the full like in Latin crosses. And like my friends are in the distance, like filming, like what's going on here. And so that was the the capper of my bachelor party. How often (laughs) do you hear about a guy on his bachelor party getting blessed by a Catholic priest? I'm wondering, you're like inebriation level standing in front of him asking for this blessing. Or were you were you mild at this point? Uh, I would say a little bit above mild. <laughs> I'd say it was spicy. I think it's a great story. I think more people should consider having their bachelor parties in New York City. And most of all, if you're not having a bachelor party, you should consider going out and trying other things. It's something that I like to tell people all the time. It's like, get out of your comfort zone. Go to another borough. Like, go try out the new sandwich spot. I don't know if I'm going to promote the racetrack, but like, something else some other adventure to promote it but i think it's great and it's like so you that you decided to do it here it would have been i guess somewhat easy to just be like everybody get on a plane to miami but i love that you kept it here i love that you hit up so many spots and hung out with your friends and had fun and then of course catholic priest giving a blessing yeah oh yeah to you. oh yeah and i mean i'm not I, I was confirmed i was baptized but i'm not practicing anymore but it was a sign it was a sign from Oh, Jesus. It was a sign from above that you and your wife are destined to be together and live in New York City forever. I think so. There's no other option. She's also from New York, so. Oh my gosh, you're just like everyone across the board. It's all New Yorkers. I I love it. I know, I can't stop. Okay, now I have to ask you my last and final question of the show. This might be a tough one for you. Let's see. What is your favorite thing about New York? So we made, this is my, I'm putting my businessman cap back on. We made a YouTube video about this, the best thing in New York or the most New York thing in New York. What's the best thing about New York? We asked a hundred New Yorkers what the best thing about New York is. And most people, 90% of the people we talked to, they said the people. So what does that mean? For me, it means it just attracts a special sort of breed of, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere, that kind of thing where it, it can be hard. It can be challenging but you are going outside of your way to live in a place that's not that easy because you want to be around everything. You want to have the world at your fingertips. It attracts a certain caliber of person, I think, New York City, but you have people from all over the world in every walk of life and every background. So it's not necessarily like every you can do everything, but you can meet every single type of person that you would ever want to encounter. You have It really is like the whole world is right here. 
Yeah, I mean, I will have to say as someone who asked this question quite frequently, I also hear 90% of the time the people, but as I am always saying, everyone has their own spin on it. Sometimes it's because of the culture. Sometimes it's you can count on them. Sometimes it's, you know, I like being surrounded by people and yours, of course, is no different. You are giving us an answer. There are all types of people, all types of creeds, all everything, and you get to be around those people all of the time. I think I had to know that this was going to be your answer. Knowing the type of work you do, knowing the person that you are now, knowing your family being here for so long, it had to be the people. Why else would all of us be here? There's 101 million things you can do all the time, including going to Mill Basin. But if none of the people were here, none of it would work. It's those little interactions and having a quick two minute conversation with someone and learning about their life. That's what's incredible. Yes, I totally agree with you. You're being very poetic right now, and I love it. It is a wonderful story. It is a wonderful thing to love about New York City. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really, really, really love talking to you about New York because you love it so much, too. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was great meeting you. Great talking to you. Thank you. But of course, most of all, thanks, New York. They had fun.